Good morning, 740 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're uh, enjoying your morning. Had your coffee, had your tea, had your, I don't know, energy drink, your Coke. I don't know. Everybody's a little bit different. My wife does um, Coca-Cola. My wife does Coke in the morning. No. <laughs> the, the kind you drink, not the other kind. Um, but, yeah, that's how she does her caffeine. And not by coffee or tea or anything like that. D.C. Reeves is our mayor in Pensacola, and he is joining us now from Tallahassee. Uh, by the miracle of modern communications, it doesn't matter where he is. We can talk to him. Uh, he's there for the Career Source Florida board meeting, on which he is the only mayor appointed. Uh, mayor, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, Andrew. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and um, kind of a cool honor being the only mayor on this board. This is the this is kind of the board that oversees all the different Career Source local or- organizations, like Career Source Escarosa. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So we, you may have heard of Career Source Escarosa, that Dr. McBride, who's also over here, uh, he, he runs that chapter, but there's 24 around the state. And um, what it ultimately is, is uh, the, where the state spends its federal and state workforce dollars. Uh, you know, how do we help build our workforce? And so um, to, really excited to get on this board. This will be my, my second meeting total, but the first one was remote. So this I got is my first in-person um, you know, meeting we meet quarterly. So uh, looking forward to meeting some other folks that, that uh, are – you know, really influential in workforce development around the state. And of course, we know locally, you know, you think first of SC engineering projects like that, where uh, we should have a best interest in this. And, right. um, and so uh, Mel Ponder is on, uh, you know, it was the furthest West until my appointment. So I'm glad to be able to represent uh, our, our two, three, four counties uh, over here on, on the um, panhandle. So, and uh, and for people it. who may not know, and I, I confess, I feel like I only am about 80% up to speed on, on Career uh, Source uh, Escarosa. Um, but one of the things that they do is to make sure that we are developing the workforce of the future and that we are matching our output in terms of educational product students, graduates, uh, with the kind of industry and the needs that we have locally. So, for example, with ST, you know, making sure that the schools and George Stone and the career academies and all of that are fit to the future of needing to have people to work on aviation maintenance, repair, and overhaul, right? Exactly. And then, uh, but, and there's a multitude of things. It can be that. It could be, for example, there's veterans programs. Hey, you finish your military service. Uh, of course, that that's as pertinent to us as anyone in the state of Florida uh, up in the Panhandle. Um, you know, and in, in how can we get them into? To, uh, we, there's a program actually. Um, I wasn't able to get over here in time, but I know some of the other board members went uh, over to Tallahassee Community College where they they were working on a program where you could actually get your GED and your AA simultaneously. Mm. Uh, so, uh, you know, so it, it's trying to again, you know, lift up uh, some folks that that might be. Uh, in vulnerable communities, may not even have access to a car. So there's lots of different ways to attack this issue, both from an income standpoint, from a veteran standpoint, and certainly projects like ST, uh, where you get, you know, uh, where you can get real surgical on on what are the needs that that you have and how do we get people in those positions. So at the end of the day, career sources' job is to uh, put people in jobs and and, and get them to, to training the skills and try to eliminate those barriers that may be transportation, maybe income. Uh, maybe education, you know, and, and how do we eliminate those barriers and get people working? You know, obviously it's a big week this week with the uh, signing of the American Magic uh, lease deal for the warehouse on, you know, uh, port, uh, Building 10, Warehouse 10 over there on the port. Um, I think for a lot of people, they still aren't quite sure exactly what this means other than that, you know, the cool boat's going to be here for a long time with a couple hundred people in tow. 
what were the particulars of the deal? And uh, I know there's a part of it that has to do with them guaranteeing a race here or something. So just maybe the highlights yeah. for people who haven't been following this closely, what this actually means for the region and the city. Yeah, so I, I would say on two layers. Number one is, uh, as, as the skipper Terry Hutchinson said during uh, uh, the, the day, the, the celebration of signing the lease was, you know, it, they have 195 people uh, right now in Barcelona. That's 195 families. And if you recall from the Triumph uh, grant request, uh, this is the largest uh, salary per uh, position, a- average salary, excuse me, um, for any Triumph award so far anywhere. So, so you know, an average salary of over $100,000. So these are high-paying jobs that are directly coming to the city, and those families are moving uh, to the city. So that's on the front end, just the pure economic development, great jobs moving here. That's great. The, the much larger, less tangible compounding impact is that we have the most advanced sailing vessel in the United States of America now here for the next decade. And what comes with that is a lot of credibility within that space, a lot of manufacturing potentially, uh, other partnerships, USA Sailing, Olympics, those types of people want to be around the most advanced sailing boat in the United States. So it becomes this catalyst of which you can't measure today. You can't say, well, there's going to be a sailing event tomorrow. Uh, but what I can tell you is there's several in the works, international sailing events for t- 2025, uh, not quite done yet. But uh, those, and, and that's part of what the lease asked for, is that they have to put forth good faith efforts to have at least two international events in Pensacola Bay. And if they win the America's Cup, God willing, this fall, and they're the America's Cup champion, that they either host at least a preliminary race here, uh, like kind of an exhibition weekend race that they do before the America's Cup, or they host the entire thing in Pensacola per the lease. So, um, so what I wanted to make sure we capture is not just lease rate, that, that's important, but it's also let us make sure we maximize the, and compound the huge positive impact they could have, and let's make sure we're all committed to that, both American Magic and the city of Pensacola. So, um, so we try to capture that within that lease, is that it's not just the dollars, it's also these other things that will ensure that we get maximum return on investment. Absolutely. And I mean, the investment has been substantial, uh, several million dollars. I mean, you know what, like I think 15 or 16 all told, maybe even a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the point is I wanted people to have an understanding of, you know, what are we getting for our money? And, you know, what is it aside from just moving the team here? And there's all those dimensions. That's why I wanted you to explain it. Dredging Bayou Tahar, right? Yeah, we we want to be real clear on this. (laughs) I said this uh, in our journal meetings, kind of interesting. When you say Dredging Bayou Tahar, it is dredging the outfalls of Bayou Tahar. Because um, okay. uh, uh, yeah, I remember even saying with our staff uh, that you say dredging Bayou Tahar, and then people are, uh, you know, find that one spot right at the beginning that ha- they think needs to be dredged that we missed. So it's not a comprehensive dredging of Bayou Tahar. Gotcha. There's a lot of complication that goes with that. But, uh, but the main focus is, and the dollars that we've gotten, the approvals from Army Corps of Engineers, is for several outfalls, um, and when you think of those, just where where the rain comes down. I always think of Maxwell Street on the on the East Hill side. Um, so it's making sure as all that sediment and all those things come into the into the bayou that that's getting cleared out and not becoming sandbars and things like that. So okay, uh, so that's our primary focus. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, when you say outfall, I had something else in mind. I'm glad you clarified. Um, you're talking about you know where the water from the storm drains joins into the bayou to make sure that that is clear that you don't have backups there and and you don't have sandbars Correct. and things like that. Okay, great. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. Um, we also had, you mentioned this maybe a couple of weeks ago, but I wanted to follow up with you. You mentioned that new cameras have been installed at the skate park, kind of a finally sort of thing. 
And I just wanted to ask you, where are we at with security at the skate park? Has it been an yep. issue, not an issue? The time of operation, lights on, lights off, kind of where do we stand with all that right now? Right. Yeah, exactly. It, it, we, where we are is we wanted to get the cameras in before we made any move. You know, my, my frustration at the beginning was we had rules that we, that we were posting of which we had no ability to enforce. Um, and, you know, when you say it closes at, at sunset on the sign and you have lights that can light up Yankee Stadium, um, you know, we, we wonder why people are there after, you know, 7 o'clock. So, right. but, but I didn't want to make any rash changes or reactionary changes to a new park without having some means of, of helping secure it, you know. And then I said, let's address those rules then. And so we've reached that point now. We do have the cameras in. Uh, we also, uh, concurrent with this, is we've got one of the Portland Loos that will be coming to the skate park. So we'll have a, uh, a much-needed, long-overdue restroom that really you know, probably should have been in the beginning, uh, designed in the beginning, but, but we are where we are. And, uh, and so we're going to have that in as well. So those enhancements, the cameras and the, the public restroom, now gives us kind of that, that tipping point to look at the rules again. To your question, uh, you know, we're, we're bringing PPD to this meeting. We have, it's already on the books. I believe it's next week. Um, internally that we're going to say, all right, PPD is here, Parks and Rec is here, Public Works is here, you know, let's talk about this now. How have things been, you know, and so uh, I'll, I'll let, I'll see what uh, the, the police department says. I will tell you, at least to my desk, we have not heard any significant issues, you know, or, or, or any recurring issues other than uh, some people choosing to use the restroom of which were they like, uh, which is, which is an issue. Uh, but from a, from a safety um, security standpoint, uh, we haven't heard much, but um, I'll, I'll wait to hear from them, and then we can decide. And, and, and maybe is, is it 10 o'clock? Is it midnight? Is it on the weekends? Uh, you know, because a lot of it's going to come down to how can we enforce it, you know. Right. And, and so, so there's still some questions to be answered. But to your to your question, yes, we've reached that point now where I feel comfortable enough looking at that and then making whatever changes we need. No, that's great, and that's it's good news. I mean, if it hasn't been much of an issue, it hasn't been much in the news, that's good. That's you know kind of what we'd hope for, that's so right. very good. And just one more quick thing before we get to our lightning round. Uh, Bay Bluffs Park, the money you were hoping for, has now is now in both chambers in the budget, right? That's right, yeah. So very excited to see uh, $2.2 million. You may recall that, uh, that we partnered with Conservation Florida uh, to help conserve the Bay Bluffs a property for uh, in perpetuity uh, that that it will remain in in public hands uh, forever, which is not the case uh, even prior to this. So as we look to enhance to fix uh, some of the broken things in our city, like Bay Bluffs Park, uh, we're we're taking it a step further and saying not only are we going to replace this with something, uh, but we're going to replace it and you know keep it in the public good forever. So uh, so they, they've been great partners. They've been helping advocate for us over here in Tallahassee, and so. Uh, as of now, and, and you, Andrew, you know as well as anyone yeah, uh, yeah. how this process works. It's not um, we're not saying it's a guarantee. Uh, we are long from that until July first uh, when the governor signs the pen. But uh, we're we're in a better place than we were a month ago. I can tell you that. So uh, you know, having that on both sides, the two point two million means we could see. Uh, some dollars to help that demolition in, in the next chapter of what Bay Bluffs Park could be. Yeah, the governor's giant black Sharpie permanent redaction veto pen is 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 significant, and you always have to know that <laughs> any project could eventually you know be redacted, so to speak. Uh, we always like to end with a lightning round, uh, quick questions for you. Typically, are a part of our frivolous conversations elsewhere in the show. Um, what's the worst book that you ever had to read? Probably assigned to you as a as a school child. What's the book that you're like, ah? Oh man, uh, you know what? 
I've, I just blocked them out of my mind. I've forgotten, but there were, I know, I, I'm sorry, a Catholic high English, but I know there were several. Um, and that's probably reflective of my GPA in high school, but um, <laughs> not so, one coming to mind. But so nothing, no, no one uh, breaks point, through yeah. the, uh, the forget, the forget, forgetting waters, but um, everything yeah. you were forced well, to do in high school It would have English. required me to read them, Andrew, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, you know, right. I, I had got to read you. them to then know I didn't like them. <laughs> um, if... You had to choose between being warm in your torso and cold in your legs, like on a 60-degree day, or being warm on your legs and cold on your torso. Uh, which way do you go? Which is important? more important? Which one can you endure I, cold better on? I would love to know how this question was concocted, but <laughs> I, I would say the latter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can live with cold, cold in the torso. Yeah, uh, legs, man, that could, that, that could start to be painful, yeah. I'm the exact opposite. I'm a warm, you know, give me a sweatshirt and shorts. Uh, I'm the exact opposite when it's a cold day. But that's why we had the conversation me, about that's that. Probably, that's probably what it is. Le- yeah, that's right. Uh, last thing is, uh, and this is actually going to be today's conversation question. What's a movie that DC Reeves loves or loved that could not get made today because it's too offensive? Ooh, man. Well, you know, I by default, and this question would be always is dumb and dumber. I, but I think it could still be made. Um Man, I don't know what's yours. Uh, well, Blazing Saddles is kind of the obvious uh, oh, for yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, love it. Yeah, I know, man. You stumped me a couple times. I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> no, uh, Dumb and Dumber is a good uh, one. Yeah. It's it's probably that yeah, would be viewed as marginalizing made, right? and you know making fun of disabilities. And yeah, I mean, you know that couldn't get yeah. made. I mean, look, we're we're getting old. We're due for a remake at some point. I would think. Oh, it's already, I don't mean, say that word. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor DC Reeves always joins us at Wednesday. Mayor, thanks so much for the time. Have a good time at your conference. Have a productive time at your conference and or your uh, your meeting of the board. And then uh, we'll see you back here. and We'll talk to you next week, sir. All right. Thank you, Andrew.